What's going on? It's the Film Drunk Broadcast. I'm Vince Mancini. I'm here with the irregular regular, Mr. Matt Lieb. Good mythical eat my cum. No one knows. That's just going to be a really weird opener. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing about our listeners. I think a lot of them uh, watch a lot of YouTube. They consume a lot of online content. Sure, sure. And they know of the show Good Mythical Morning. Which you are now Officially a cast member on. Wow, until they hear this podcast. Yeah, let's talk about that. That being, eat my asshole. (laughs) These are things I can't say on the show, so I got to let it all out on the pod. Oh, yeah, the dick devil. Yeah. Does the dick devil build up inside you? Dick devil wants to take... Take all of Matt's opportunities and slam them into the ground. <laughs> Dick Devil wants to ruin your life. Matt, uh, say labia. <laughs> oh, say it. Say labia. <laughs> say it on, on live Uprock streams. They'll invite you back. Uh, no, I'm very, very happy to be here. And, uh, well, first of all, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, leave us a review. Patreon.com slash broadcast. We got like two or three uh Patreon only bonus reviews up there right yeah, now. We yeah. reviewed us and Shazam. Um, upcoming us. one, upcoming one for Hellboy coming That's right. soon. That's right. I won't spoil it. Joining us today, Mr. Bill Conway. Hey guys, what's up? Yo, you're what a little, up, Bill? You're a little young for a guy named Bill. Uh, thank you. I'm 35 years old. So yeah, uh, you're a fresh faced 35 yeah, year old. That's what being a vegan and straight edge will do to you. Is it's, that what it is? Yeah, it's uh, the fountain of youth. Your skin. Is oh, stop, fantastic. Stop, stop. You don't even have those like uh, those forehead lines. I'll get them all... soon enough. They're coming in. They're coming I mean, in. they are, but they're they're. Like... I got them. I got I got the lines and I got the triangle of sorrow thing. Yeah, you do have a triangle yeah. of sorrow, which is weird because it's right between the eyebrows. It is. Yeah. Oh. Are you often like contemplating things in like a grumpy manner? Like in I think a... I'm just mm. confused often, yeah. like a doggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks. Uh, he does the sideways head cock thing. <laughs> just like, huh? What? <laughs> yeah. You mostly while you're driving. Yeah, mostly while I'm watching TV and I go, why's that kid got so much hair? Uh-huh. What? <laughs> I feel like you have uh, been aged at least three years just being in LA traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yesterday. Yeah. Holy shit. First of all, uh, for those of you not in LA, we are in apocalyptic wind season yeah, what right the now, fuck? which is great, which... Uh, it's not great. Which means that like traffic slows down because there's like a palm frond in the freeway and yeah, everybody yeah. has to go around it and mm-hmm. then that just like fucks everything for three hours yeah 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 and it's a great city it's, it's 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 exactly as much of an apocalyptic hellscape as you imagine yeah 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 everything you ever heard about it is true but it's like but it's it's wonderful and terrible at the same time bill you just moved here from portland i did i just so, moved so here. uh just context on bill bill is the co-founder of uh the hard times which is like the onion for punk rock news mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. it's fucking hilarious thank bro. you super funny and uh yeah i uh, i knew you from san francisco right, when the, we started the brainwash days yeah the brainwash oh, days yeah. started comedy out there you moved to portland started the hard times and uh and that shit blew up. Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, nobody more surprised than myself uh, on yeah. that one. So, yeah, happy that it, uh, it's it been able to do a lot of good things and people like it and continue to read it. So, yeah. fuck, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, you know? Keep, if, you haven't, if you haven't heard it yet, check it out, thehardtimes.net. Yes, that's and it. And also on all the platforms. Are we, so. we going to, like, prank Danzig? We could go to Danzig's house and pull some sort of prank. The one on Franklin that's abandoned? Because I don't think he's there anymore. I know oh, exactly yeah. where he is. He's in my parents' neighborhood. Now. No shit. Uh, if... I, as far as 
I know Wait, he's really? still there. Yeah. Well, he was in uh, Justin Halpern's neighborhood for a while. For a while he was, but... In he, Los Feliz. Yeah, but he's not there no more. Well, where do your parents live? Uh, they live uh, like Rancho Park area, like between Culver City and Century City. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a spooky neighbor to have, that guy. He's got a Jaguar. And one time uh, when my sister worked at the like DVD store, the neighborhood DVD store on Pico, he came in with his girlfriend who was wearing a dancing shirt. Which <laughs> yeah, is like... <laughs> I wonder how he scored that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, So how do you guys meet? Yeah. Um, so where do you know him from? Because I know him from my childhood. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Danzig is uh, he liked our 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 now deceased dead dog. Um, oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know he's a cat lover. Is he a cat? Oh right, because yeah. of the kitty litter. Yeah, or a yeah, cat owner. I don't know. Maybe he might just have it, even though he like just puts up with it. Yeah. I could see him having a cat that he secretly dislikes. The weird thing was that house in the neighborhood was owned by this family. The I think their last name was the Browns. Um, and they were like the type of family that like on Halloween, they would do a whole spooky haunted house and give out full-size candy bars. And I was like, I fucks with the Browns. The Browns are dope. And then Danzig You're down with Brown? There. I'm down with Brown. You're like, what can Brown do, with, do for me? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and then Danzig moved in and no fucking haunted house, which first of all, <laughs> you're fucking Danzig yeah. and you're not going to con- continue the neighborhood tradition of having the fucking haunted house. Halloween and- should start in June for Danzig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. should be at least year round for him. Yeah. It's like, hey, don't you remember Halloween? Yeah. I remember Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not Danzig, though. <laughs> Yeah, That's he thing. sang it. He wrote it. Did he sing that one? Uh, yeah. Did Are you serious? Ever, has anybody was... ever fact checked Halloween Two to see if that's real Latin? Oh. Though, uh, oh, know, I like, don't know because that. I mean, it's a, a pointless song. That's it's right. like Lorem Ipsum Satan. Yeah. You're talking about Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is dancing. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. For yeah. some reason, every time I I think of uh, that song, I think of it with like jerry only fronting it or something well it's like probably that. heard the afi cover and you're thinking that's of that. exactly what i heard mm-hmm. you're right you're right see i liked old shitty punk afi before they turned into like goth afi yeah 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 yeah. wasn't yeah. a big fan of like the mid mid speed you know AF, radio friendly afi i liked that one song that they did where's my little hat you know <laughs> where's my li- that's the name of the song where that's on- is my little hat you know that? One? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that in a Guitar Hero or something like that? <laughs> it probably was. Yeah. I'm sure those are the, those are the lyrics. Yeah, that's exactly. He's it. talking I'm, about a yarmulke. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> that's what I call my yarmulke. Mm-hmm. A little hat. My little hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just I just fucking backhanded the microphone. Um, so yeah, uh, you just moved. Uh, so you went from San Francisco to Portland to L.A. And mm-hmm. now you're in L.A. And you love L.A. I love L.A. It's been so. My L.A. experience mm-hmm. has been unique for me because it's been so damn easy. Like, yeah. and I understand yeah. that other people have not had it easy. I moved here with my wife. Mm-hmm. We got the my wife. Fl- <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys, is that Bora? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's this like super underground comedian. That yeah. yeah, I remember that uh, vaguely from memes. But uh, <laughs> we moved here. The first apartment we looked at, we got. Um, wow. It was in Silver Lake. It has a pool. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's walking distance to a Trader Joe's at Gilson's and a 365. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I know exactly where you are. So it's a perfect spot 
to not have to drive. I ended up getting a job at a hardware store four minutes walking from my house. Yeah. And then I was able to quit the job to do the hard times like three months later. Yeah. And so it's like, shit, man, what the fuck's yeah. going on here? I mean, it really is like a weird place where it's a fucking paradise as soon as you don't have to get on a freeway. Yeah. And then as soon as you have to get on a freeway, you're like, this is a fucking nightmare. This yeah. is the worst yeah. thing ever. I think the fact that I don't have to drive is the main reason I oh, like yeah. LA. Yeah. When I'm just yeah. hanging out in this neighborhood <clears throat> and I can walk to all this like good food and sit out on my patio and like work on my laptop in the yeah. sun and there's like a nice breeze going i'm like oh this is great yeah. and then we got to go see hellboy and i got to drive to fucking century city yeah. and park in like the biggest parking garage mm-hmm. that i think has ever been created yeah, 72 stories yeah mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. just people wandering around confused looking for shops and i'm like why did you come here there's a there's a gelson's in the mall there's a gelson's and in the mall. i went there because i saw a movie and i had to got a chicken to cook today but like yeah, yeah, yeah. but like i'm walking mostly i'm just walking around the mall looking at people being like why are you here yeah what? like i have to be here right i'm literally on the job right now what the fuck are you guys doing here it's a good question i always wondered that uh, when i was because when i was a kid that mall was it was uh it was a lot shittier like yeah. it, it was i mean it was still like nicer i mean as malls go it's upscale it's got an eatily it's, oh it's you know. real fucking upscale now yeah. now it's insane now it's like it's fucking, fancy but it's like it's, it's fancy still it's, a got mall. A, it's got a tesla store it's like 90 percent persian five percent <laughs> israeli like it is fucking fancy yeah that's how you know when your malls it, when if your upscale. mall is all persians and israelis that's a fancy fucking mall yeah. everyone there has shiny fucking fingernails which i don't understand <laughs> i don't even know what that technology clear is coat, you know is it a, is that what it is i called? assume so yeah you you've know. got shiny fingernails has anyone ever told you that bro oh yeah no actually uh yeah i got a clear coat on those nice what the fuck? Yeah, it looks good you do you get manicures no what do you do? I, my girlfriend put a clear. I told her to put a clear coat on me because I saw it, and I always get my fingernails bent back from gripping uh, geese and jujitsu. And sure. I was like, maybe if I have stronger fingernails, that wouldn't happen. Interesting. That is because uh, it really shows, dude. Because those are those are clear. Yeah, it's scraping off now. They're real shiny, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so. That's cool that you did that. <laughs> super, super normal. I didn't, know, I didn't mean to get you onto that subject. Well, have you um, guys ever gotten like manicures and pedicures? Or I anything? got a manicure one time. Yeah, like, my, my wife nice. always wants me to get like right. a pedicure and stuff. Oh yeah, that's that's sorry, sorry. My significant other uh-huh. uh, always, and I was like, you know what? I'll probably like it too much and then like get it too often. Right, you know? like, right, so right. I don't right. want to like spoil myself and like I've never had a massage or anything like that. Oh, either. you never like, had a massage? No, because it's like I, I haven't earned the the right to get a massage yet. God oh, damn it. you've earned it, no. dude. You, you really, work hard. You really understand the whole rub and tug thing when you get a massage because you're just like laying there on a on your uh-huh. stomach. And you eventually probably get kind of a boner. Sure. And then they flip you over and you're like, well. There was a time where I had and to. You're kinda like, and you're kind of like in the. In the in the back of your mind, you're like, it'd be cool if they jerked me off right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't protest. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset like, about it. It would be sick. I'm not, like, going to ask, but, like, yeah. do If they it. take the initiative. Yeah, yeah, right. It's kind of up to them, really. I mean, this boner's just sitting there. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. being used for anything. I mean, if you don't do it, I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah, yeah it's just massaging another piece of human flesh. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, Come yeah, on. yeah. Just at increasingly faster pace. Yeah, like, I have a knot, and it's right in my prostate mm-hmm. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you really need to work that out get the poison out <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, it's uh, yeah. You haven't had a massage. Oh, you gotta get a massage. Yeah, no, I probably do, and that's another thing. It's like oh, I'm gonna like it too much. And you gotta go be the massage guy, dude. You, if, but what's so you know what? That's like the most LA shit ever. Be a mm-hmm. Burke Williams dude, where mm-hmm. you have like a membership, and mm-hmm. you're like once a month I get myself a massage, and then I hang out at the day spa and yeah, stuff. That's hang out at the mall. I get yeah. a massage, and then hang out at the mall, going to Italy. Yeah, dude. Well, you know what? Italy. That's a new thing. Century City didn't have that. When it's I was cool. A kid. Like they got good food there. But again, I don't want to go to the mall to go to Italy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But LA is just so used to malls, you know? Yeah. That it's like, you know, you. I, I never even thought of it as like a, a, a weird place to go until like I became an adult. And I was like, I can't afford fucking anything at this moment. Right. Well, when you're an adult, you don't just have like leisure time to hang out right. and look at shops and yeah. try to talk to girls. And all or malls are going out of business. It's fucking crazy. Like, have you guys been to all the empty malls that are existing now? Amazon is destroying malls. And yeah, I feel bad, and also I don't know. I don't. I don't know how. how feel, yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how, how to feel it. either because like, it's like it probably affects like the low income area malls more than it does like fucking Century City mm-hmm. or you know like uh, the Grove and shit like that. But like I, I wonder how the Fox Hills Mall is doing. That was the that was the more ghetto mall back in the day, <laughs> which is just a racist white way of saying it had like people of color in mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember though, everyone was like, "That's the ghetto mall," and, I, and as a, an adult, I'm like, "Oh, everyone I knew was hella racist." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I wonder how it's doing, man. Fucking Amazon. Yeah. So, Bill, you used to work at a hardware store. I worked at Baller Hardware uh, in, on beautiful Hyperion Avenue mm. here in, uh, in Los Angeles. It's not pronounced Baller Hardware? It's Baller. Oh, I, I found that out on day one where they answered the phone. I was like, oh, it's Baller? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. And you said you had, used to have Crispin Glover as a customer. He would call. Uh, I remember there was one day where I was leaving and he called. Uh, and the other uh, person that was working the register, she was delayed and had to work overtime for dealing with Crispin Glover's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, she was like, Bill, can you handle the register? Crispin Glover's on the phone right now. Like, oh, yeah, of course. Well, if Crispin's on the line. Uh, <laughs> That's such a perfect L.A. thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, it's Crispin Glover again. He just, uh, I love that he loves to call the hardware store. <laughs> it seems like something that he would do. what he would do. Yeah. He's so on brand. Yeah, he needs like a hacksaw for sawing the heads off rats or something. <laughs> But yeah, he he has like an Airbnb in the neighborhood and he needed a space heater for it and he decided he needed it delivered, which we do not offer as a thing. Yeah. And, uh, Most hardware stores don't. Yeah, and they were actually asked like, Bill, do you have your car here today? Can you drive some of the Christmas Glover? I'm like, no, my wife hasn't. <laughs> okay, there we go. I was like, she has the car. And it's like, well, I'm not going to skateboard it down to Crispin Glover's yeah, house, yeah. you know? So, uh, but yeah, you know, he what? somehow they worked it out with uh, some online delivery thing. Well, that's good. I'm, gl- I'm glad Crispin got his wares. Yeah. And you said he has an Airbnb. Yeah. That's well, so great. It, it meant, God, like, the worst Airbnb <laughs> guy ever. Yeah. Or, or the best. Yeah. It's hard to tell. If he's just like, hey guys, so, uh, you know, I, welcome to my place. Uh, the sheets you know, aren't clean. The sheets aren't clean. I've been filming uh, a lot of Down syndrome people fucking. It's a new art project I'm working on. Uh, uh, you know, so yeah, uh, if you go into the refrigerator, you see it's filled with skulls of rats that have trapped. Uh, but enjoy yourself. The bathroom's really dirty. Uh, Har- Harmony, Harmony Korean was actually having sex with a pig in the tub. <laughs> Oh, uh, I can't such, do the impression. Like he's that. a great guy. Yeah. Apparently, he collects Bentleys, and one of them oh, broke sure. down in the hardware store parking lot I've, one day. I've got to know, like, how he has money because, like, 
as far as I know, his acting career consists of Back to the Future, and that's kind I, of it. I think he's, yeah, and being a weirdo on Dave Letterman, and being a weirdo on Dave Le- Letterman. So, so like, I, I looked it up, and I think he's been a like voice actor on cartoons. Um, oh, on IMDb, I think he's got like an extensive, like one of those like shitty you yeah. know, kids cartoons that we would never have watched. I think right. he's a voice on one of those. Man, um, it's just crazy to me because it's like, you know, the dude has been in the kind of I mean, he's just kind of a legend at this point. Mm-hmm. Crispin Glover is a legend. He's a legend for being Christian Crispin Glover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like just him. He's a person. Is he, does, is he on Twitter? I don't. I can't imagine. Can you check that? Because if he's on Twitter, we should follow him immediately. <laughs> I just feel like I kind of like he just what, uses it to promote his Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> Like with, with, with new space heater with with, with all that's going on on uh, you know in the world today and the news and stuff i kind of want to see it through the lens of crispin glover <laughs> and i feel like if he has a twitter account it's, you could get you could like direct his one man show what if he's like an alt-right hero on oh, twitter no, or something God, like that that's like probably the case yeah. I'm just saying that um, it's okay to be white. <laughs> like, what's he, the problem? He is on Twitter, but it doesn't look like he uses it much. Oh, yeah. Look at that. He's on, uh, he what? mostly just promotes shows. What? Show? Oh, he's on American Gods. There you go. Good for him, man. That's right. Occasionally, he has the the occasional role, or he'd be like, "That's fucking Crispin Glover." Well, anyways, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying your LA experience. Yeah. Um, he tweets about every two weeks. For yeah, the, for the record, he's not very online. No, no, he's very in his head. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The the winds have been crazy, and my fucking um, allergies have been fucking. Killing oh yeah, me, they fucking killed me this morning. Hate that shit. Uh, that's the thing. I haven't had allergies since I moved here. I had them super bad in Portland. Like awful. Things are going. You know, you. Yeah. I have a friend named Tom uh, Dean who's who's guested on the show before. He has a similar kind of LA experience where like. I kept telling him he was in San Francisco. He's a screenwriter, and I was like, "You got to move to LA, man. This is like this is what you want to do. You got to do it." And like literally two weeks before he moved to LA, he his screenplay uh, made the blacklist, which is like the list of unrepped, like unsold screenplays that like if you get on the blacklist, you're you're pretty much made that's you know. a good thing to be on the blacklist it's a good blacklist <laughs> okay. yeah yeah it's not like a, he's a communist uh <laughs> although nowadays i think everyone should be uh but the uh so yeah so he as he was like moving down he was like scheduling meetings with the uh, agents and production companies all that stuff and as soon as he moved down like he booked an agent booked managers and all that stuff and he was like I don't know, man. LA's pretty easy. Like, <laughs> yeah, LA's yeah. pretty chill. I don't know why people keep. And I was like, I fucking hate you so much, dude. Um, but yeah, that's good. Um, since this is a movie podcast, is it? Oh uh, yeah, we talked about Crispin Glover. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, did you guys watch the new uh, Lion King uh, trailer? I did. Yeah, I did. This is what Disney does now. They just uh, they make a live action version of uh, their old cartoons, quote unquote live action. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's CG yeah. through and through. Right. I mean, is there? They're not using real lines like a Homeward Bound situation. No, yeah, no it doesn't no. look like it. It's not like a Mr. Ed where they put a little bit of peanut butter or shards of glass <laughs> on their lips and make them go. So <laughs> that would be fucking sick. Yeah, it's hard to get that on the lion's lips. You know, there was a time where all animal actors knew who was boss. Mm-hmm. I miss those times, <laughs> right. you know. And now we got all these union horses. <laughs> There's all these standards and practices for animals. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I saw the trailer. It looked uh, looked like lions walking look, around and l- stuff. Looked like Lion King. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. I was. I I feel like uh, Nala 
isn't as hot as I remember. She's. I thought she was pretty hot. It was weird, but I was like, "That's a that's a hot ass girl line, dude." <laughs> Nala was like looking good. Her titties look fat. <laughs> you can't see her titties, but if you could, they'd be fat, dude. Yo, 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 Nala titties. Um, the everyone, uh, everyone, people on Twitter were uh, no, everyone. You can say I, that. Okay, everyone uh, was talking. That's our crowd now. Yeah, so it's that's like true. oh, people in the in the cafeteria yeah right exactly the people who matter the cool kids at the cafeteria um were all talking shit about how scar doesn't look like they thought scar would look like like not scary enough or? I, I think it's because he had like darker like a darker shade of fur and like he had a big black mane uh-huh. and in the trailer you see scar and he's he looks just kind of like a lion with a scar on him and uh and part of me was just like, what the fuck is wrong with all you guys? Like, this is what you fucking care about, bro? Well, the Disney asked for that response. It's because, like, the entire purpose of the movie is like, hey, remember that thing? And yeah. then people are like, that thing doesn't look like thing I remember. <laughs> it doesn't look like my memories. My memories are very specific. <laughs> but, yeah. They, like, kind of got the same voice actors for a lot of them, well, too. Well, isn't James Earl Jones playing... Uh, uh, Mustafa. Mufa, Mufasa. Yeah, yeah, Mufasa. Yeah. yeah, he is again, again. But but who else is the same? So well, they got Chiwetel Ejiofor for Scar. Which one's Chiwetel Ejiofor? He's the uh, you know Chewy. Um, yeah. he's uh, Twelve Years a Slave. He was oh, the one who was the yeah. slave for twelve years. Yeah, 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 yeah. He became, and then he wrote the letter to Brad Pitt. Yeah, and Brad Pitt saved them. Yeah, fucking good guy, Brad Pitt. Yeah, solid dude. Solid dude. man. Good Hell thing yeah. I wrote that letter. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thank God I knew who Brad Pitt was. Yeah, otherwise. And Brad Pitt was like, "Hello, I am a, I am a hardworking Canadian, and uh-huh. I think like, he, yeah, like, yeah. he had a weird accent, but he's supposed to be Canadian. Well, he's not a good, uh, you know, what do you call it, actor. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you know? sure. Yeah." Uh, so that makes sense. Uh, yeah, and then they've got, you know, like Donald the, Donald Glover is Simba. Really? Yeah, mm, that's yeah. well. He's cool. not. He's not young Simba. Is he young Simba too? Because I don't know. You know, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was young Simba. Shit. Oh, J.D. McCrary is young Simba. I don't, I don't know who that yeah, is. I don't know who that is either. Oh, he's, he's no like, J.T.T. I can tell you that much. Yeah, he's no fucking J.D. Is no J.T.T. He's like this young singer person. He was actually in Little, which I just saw. Was Little good? So problem with Little. Little is... The one, there's is, one issue with it that you Okay, have? so as I was walking into Little, I is, overheard this guy telling his girlfriend, he's like, it never, it never occurred to me that it's like the reverse of Big. Well, unbelievable! <laughs> that never occurred to you? And I was like, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then I, I'm sitting down and I'm like, yeah, duh. Obviously, it's the reverse of Big. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's got Issa Rae. Yeah. It's got Regina Hall. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And then... Regina Hall switches bodies with the little girl, and you realize what the problem with Big in Reverse is. Is that it's is a that, little girl who wants to fuck? <laughs> no, well, it's weird because I keep say, I keep telling to people, I'm like, what's the obvious problem? And they keep guessing that it's about sex. It's not about sex. It's about the fact that instead of watching a big star play a little kid oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. a whole movie, you're watching a little kid pretend to be an adult for a whole movie. Right, right. They, which see, is like what they kind of do already. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, no, that that was the original problem I thought with it. I was like, well, is that kid famous? Because Big, no. big worked because it was like some random kid turns into adult superstar yeah, Tom Hanks. A guy who's you want to see act a, like a kid. Adult sex symbol uh, Tom Hanks. Right, yeah. a notable stud. Notable stud. Mm-hmm. 
mud. Uh, hung like a donkey. Hung like a donkey. Fuck monster. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. So I always thought. Yeah, I thought that was weird. So that little girl isn't like. Uh, I mean, I guess she's on Blackish. Okay. So. But then, like, then, like, you read the reviews and, like, you know, as a critic, I get it. I don't want to bash like the thirteen-year-old girl. Sure. Either, but like, I don't think there's a thirteen-year-old girl alive who's going to be able to carry this entire movie yeah like there's not a lot of tom hanks's there's definitely not there's not a lot of adult tom hanks's there's definitely not a lot of like 13 year old tom hanks's. sure so she wasn't good as well no she wasn't i mean uh. she's a, she's fine she's like you don't that there's a reason you don't give child actors all the lines in a movie it's because yeah. you know they're kids they're not good they're dumb yeah and when you're an actor like you know an adult playing a child you can pull from that experience but if you're a child you can't pull from adult experience because you have not yet lived adult experience right. yeah. so like yeah, yeah. Uh, you're just guessing and they already yeah. do the shit where they have to play precocious in 90% of their roles and yeah. that shit's already annoying yeah 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 like, do i want to watch a whole movie of it turns out no i do not <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, there, I feel like there's been uh, kind of a lot of this genre specifically where it's like a, a black movie uh, that's a black comedy remake of uh, a movie, like, uh, but with kind of the role in reverse. Like, did, wasn't there a What Women Want that yeah, just came yeah, out? Yeah, there was, yeah. I mean, it's a good formula. I right. like it a lot. But then if, but like in this case... Like the formula is the problem. Yeah, in that case, because what women want sounds like that makes sense to me. Like, yeah. is it? I mean, I assume it's that uh, the lead woman can, can hear, hear the thoughts of men. Yeah, which and is that's, like, that's funnier. That's, that's actually terrifying. that's way funnier. Yeah. than than the other. That's way better than the original. Yeah, this yeah. like clearly like a step down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now, like every film critic is like you know bending over backwards not to like rip on the like thirteen year old yeah. chick. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. like of course. Yeah, you don't it, want him. It feels mean. It, it feels mean. Yeah. but like she shouldn't be in that position. Yeah, yeah, that's unfair. It's unfair of them to put her in that position. Also, does she like? Does she try to fuck a lot? She kind of like there. There's a hot teacher. Uh, and yeah. she's yeah, like, hey, "This is us" or whatever. That that. Dude. I've never watched that show, yeah. but I guess he's like a handsome blonde guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be the this is, I, from the trailer. I, I know that's that guy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know he's kind of hot. I mean, he's not really hot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I fuck. I mean, I mean, he's got a nice bod. But yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, who doesn't in Hollywood? Yeah. yeah. My favorite thing though about like the like the sort the black quasi remake. Yeah. Is that like they're always there's always a few like white people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's like a conscious thing mm-hmm. to uh, make all the white characters like the weaseliest, like worst, <laughs> like like just like the just gross looking, yeah. sexless. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Except for the hot teacher, like right. he was the notable. But like it's always you know in the comedies it's always like an all black cast and then like turtle from Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just like blatant like butt of every joke. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Unfuckable. Yeah, it's probably intentional, but it's also it's, it's a, funny. I love it. It's a complete flip on the you know on on the mainstream version of that, which is uh, to always have the black character. Like we just watched the Meg, and the black character is literally named DJ, and he is just <laughs> he wears like a Kangol hat. You, yeah, and he's like, "What's up with this shit, yo?" And it's just like you don't need to write him like this. <laughs> yeah, like he couldn't have felt great about this role. I mean, I'm sure I I think that movie was written by like a Chinese algorithm. Oh, so like sure. it's gonna For be sure. like a little bit racist. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My buddy uh, Liam and I up in Portland, we had this policy. Like every Sunday night, we had a standing date where we'd go to the theater and just pick the worst movie we could see. Yeah, uh, and 
I think, a lot of options for that. Usually. Yeah. Uh, in the the list of movies we saw, Game Night was actually good. I liked Game yeah, Night. Yeah, that was good. No, huh? it wasn't. Like yeah, Game no, Night. Shut good. up. Yeah, Everybody yeah, likes it. It's bad. Yeah. Anything with Rachel McAdams, okay by me. Look, right? she is no. great. But it was like, oh, I like it when they do Pulp Fiction impression. Well, well that was that was up. that was one lame part, but the rest of it was like it was good. good joke writing and a terrible premise. All anyway, right. continue. Move Sorry. Super Troopers two, worst movie I've seen in years. Yeah, that makes sense. Not great. Because Club, I knew they were bad when I saw Club Dread. Mm-hmm. I knew they were bad like the second half of Super Troopers. I see. I didn't. I thought Super Troopers was pretty perfect all all the way, all the way through. I was like, this is a funny novel concept, yeah. and these guys are funny together. Like the chemistry was there. And they were and hang, then, they were they were hanging on to that. That first scene was amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it, like they sort of maintain it, but not. I thought they did. Uh, but then Club Dread is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So yeah, I was like, oh, great. I'm done. I'm yeah, not going to watch anything. I, I feel did. like that's one of like the things where notes are important like because yeah. i think super troopers 2 was made because it was funded by you know the like fans was, yeah and so they <laughs> yeah, didn't yeah. have anybody giving them notes where they could have really used a lot of yeah. them in that yeah. movie yeah. like hey guys maybe this isn't funny at all like yeah, the weird yeah. thing about that one was like they like the first half hour i was like all right they might have something here they haven't done they haven't redone a single joke from the first movie and then like the last hour was just all them redoing yeah. jokes from the original and it's like you can't just you can't redo the joke. Like nobody wants to see you do the same joke again. I mean, but don't they? Yeah, I guess think so. about. The I mean, piggies. you guys did like game night. Listen, motherfucker! <laughs> Come on, Rachel McAdams. Dude. Rachel McAdams. I love her, I do. Jason Bateman, who's always great. Charming. No, he's not. The, the, Jason the... Bateman rhymes with Jason Greatman. Mm, he's got a point. Yeah. And the running gig- gag with the tables not breaking—that's funny bit. Yeah, it's a funny sure bit. bit. No, there was funny bits in it. I like I. My take on that movie is they got some funny writers to dress up a shit concept that mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. exec came up with. Right, sure, I'll buy that. I'll see that point. Uh, I feel pretty. The Amy Schumer vehicle. Uh, yeah. Not good. Um, yeah. I didn't mind that one. The problem I had with it was throughout the entire thing, the, the premise is just going to be like, Oh, she's still gonna hate herself at the end of it or something because she never like it, yeah. it's just all like this physical beauty mm-hmm. thing of it. It's like supposed to be a feminist type of uh, thing, but then it was just like, was this written by a guy trying to be like have a feminist yeah, take or something? There was also a weird um, strain of criticism of that movie where like there was a lot of women bashing it for like body image things where it was like it was like the criticism was like amy schumer wasn't fat enough to tell her own story and i was like i think you're allowed to talk shit on yourself aren't you yeah i thought that was the weirdest that was the weirdest point because it was like they were just like um you don't know what it's like to be a fat ugly bitch and it was just like that's a weird thing to say (laughs) like you're you're kind of it's a weird self-own and it's also like listen we we've seen amy schumer She's disgusting enough, <laughs> you know. That's what if I if she were in front of me, that's what I'd say. I'd say, listen, girl, you do you. I think you're disgusting. You know you're disgusting. Go for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like people just talking shit, like get fatter first. And it's yeah. Like, the fuck do you want from this woman? <laughs> yeah. That's not what I think of with the Amy Schumer thing. Uh, from beginning to end, all of the like criticism was like, what the fuck do you want from this woman? Right. It's because the internet and probably her PR team really went hard on her being a feminist icon and didn't... I, well, I, th- I think that was like the the initial round of praise and right. then the PR people ran with it. Right, right, exactly. There was an initial round of praise. The PR people were like, hey, this is a good uh, angle, not knowing that the internet is trash. And right. it's like, oh no, all of the 
these piranha are gonna go after you as soon as you fuck up <laughs> and then like and that's what happened all of a sudden the fucking like people are we're talking about how she wasn't really feminist and problematic and and all this stuff and i'm just like she's a fucking comic like yeah. she is not gonna be the perfect person that you want she is gonna say some racist ass shit in clubs and like and that was partly like the character that she was fucking doing right yeah yeah it was just one of those like things. her character on stage was like clueless white chick yeah exactly like, yeah exactly and and it's like that's not to say that it's like that there there aren't different lines for that stuff but like it's the same people who are like you're uh you're perfect you're a feminist icon who are then like wait you're not fuck you and it's like your problem was thinking that she had any fucking ideology or ethos of any kind yeah to begin with and then people were pointing out like the split between male and female critics of like i'm i feel Uh pretty yeah and it's like yeah, because if you're a male critic, it's not really our place to be like, she's not fat enough to tell the story. <laughs> like, like, I'm not going to be able, I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see what, Happy Time Murders was another one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that one, uh, did not like that one I liked that one. It was so dumb. I was uh, like, it was, like, it was super, a fucking, that was your game. It was an though. octopus puppet j- uh, jacking off, like milking a cow, and, and like sexually. Right. Everybody I, hated it. I saw the me. Red Band trailer for it. Now it was, I was like, I'm not. What I hated about it the most was the inconsistencies where they have like a uh, a trend like she, Melissa McCarthy's character can get she, into like the puppet world because she had a uh, a transfusion or something or she got uh, <laughs> a, some sort of internal organ from a puppet but then when they get like ripped apart they're just stuffing it's like wait so where are their internal organs <laughs> yeah. here like she, I love that you're like I need to know the rules <laughs> of the world that's the thing it was never established yeah. and I could, just wasn't on board if you're gonna world build you have to be consistent. Yeah, that's that was that's uh, fair yeah. that's fair uh, i mean i can't think of the others but there was like six or seven more and it was just it was yeah you know and the walk home after was just us being like man why do we do this you know? yeah <laughs> it's yeah. hard like bad movies uh, sound good in theory i think what you have to be able to do is like after 10 minutes just leave yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 because yeah. i wish i could do that so many mo- so many times i know because there's so many movies you get into and like 10 minutes in, you can be like, well, this is not for me. And that's fine. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that's one big th- thing about like movie criticism in general. Like I try to go into every movie. And be like, I'm going to love this no matter what. I want to like it. And then like coming out of it, it's like, eh, they missed the mark there. But yeah. like, I still want to just be like, I paid money. I want to like this. As right. opposed to where there's some people like I loved Creed too, you know, and, yeah. uh, but people are like, oh, I don't know. There's a lot of inconsistency. Like, I don't know. I fucking love the movie. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. How are you going to make a sequel to Rocky? four that's not political in any way and not about russia at all mm-hmm. how the fuck are you gonna do that should that's have been about russia gate should have, should have been like mentioned it or yeah. like done something creed with russia should have, creed should have fought uh muller <laughs> <laughs> robert muller versus creed yeah. although i guess they'd be on the same side i don't fucking know I, it all I depends can't, i can't tell anymore. maybe creed's a socialist and he's just like this is a distraction from the economic woes of the working class so i assume you both saw creed too I did, yeah. I did not. Okay, there's so there's a scene. I've had a debate with a, a a buddy of mine. There's a scene at the end where Creed's going up the famous steps that Rocky runs up, but there's people running up the steps as if they are Rocky. Mm. So, 
buddy of mine says that is referencing the Rocky movie in itself, therefore saying that Rocky is a character that exists in movies, where I was like, no, if we are, huh. going, if we are going back, and Rocky's the most famous person in Philadelphia, and in Rocky too, people follow him in his training montage and run up the stairs with him. This is part of his lore. The books are written about Rocky. Yeah. He yeah. ran up the stairs. He won the Cold War. Yeah, exactly. This man is a hero. Yeah, he's in the history books. Yeah, so that was my argument, and I was just curious if you guys had any thoughts no, on No, I'm it. with you on that. Yeah. But my point was, he fucking won the Cold War, and then uh, he, fight, he fights a Russian guy, and there's nothing. It's not like, it's not, it's not a battle between ideologies at all anymore. It has nothing to do with geopolitics. It's just, uh, I don't know, they both got daddy issues or some shit, yeah, and there's a montage. I mean, 100%. Fine, it's a montage, but like, I don't know. If eyes can change and yous can change, then yeah, you know, maybe we, we all can change. Maybe we all can change. <laughs> <laughs> Sly here right now? Dude, uh, Francesca, my girlfriend, who I have to mention on every show, uh, she just uh, showed me a movie. Oh, fuck. What was it called? Over the Top? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I have yeah. not. We only Incredible. got like, 15 minutes into it. Oh, you but, watch you the whole thing. taking your shirt off, swinging it oh over your head. You're so psyched. It was incredible. I, I can't believe I, I never heard of this movie before. It's it's an arm wrestling movie? Yeah. yeah. And I think he's lefty, isn't he? Like during the arm wrestling too for some reason. Like, is he? I don't know. I can't remember, but I thought that was a thing I remember seeing. How many lefties is he going to fucking arm wrestle? I, I just like was blown away, number one, um, by the fact that it was written. It was another movie written by, by uh, Sylvester Stallone. And great writer. Well, that's the thing about him. It's like Rocky's actually a great movie. The beauty of uh, Stallone is that he understands and loves uh, dramatic structure, like yeah. the like the the three act structure. Like he's a he's basically the brother in adaptation, right? Where he he, he gets like Hollywood structure and he loves it, but he's also Sylvester Stallone, right? 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 Which is an impediment to making a story that makes any sense. Like he's naturally cheeseball, but right? Yeah. But my God, like it was. I mean, I have to finish the movie, but I I, I just didn't know more people. Yeah, you only knew have eighty five minutes left. Yeah, yeah, I know it's almost. So up. I bring this up every time someone uh, brings up over the top because. Mm-hmm. I can't get over the fact that no one talks about this. Yeah. So his name is like, his last name is Hawk. Uh-huh. His son, who he's estranged from, who's taken his mom's last name, yeah. is named Mike. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, no. there's like a big emotional scene where he decides that he's a hawk now. And it's like, great. So your name's Mike Hawk? That's, no one said that this is a bad idea for the kid to be named Mike Hawk? Yo, what if that is why he made the movie? It's what a if one it's, joke. It's yeah. one meta joke yeah. where it's just like, huh. And then at the end, the kid's name is Mike Hawk. Yeah. One of my one of my college roommates had a, a childhood friend whose name was Mike Hunt. Yeah. And I like, I refuse to believe that his parents named him that. And well, I was like, no, it's that no, it's a real guy named Mike Hunt. I mean, I can see going through many, many years of being called Mike Hunt and like people laughing to themselves and and the entire family not getting it. That that makes me happy. And and it's very possible. Um speaking of that, so we did the name draft last week. Yes, we did. But, uh, so there was an article on Politico. The name draft by the way is a list of the worst uh, real names that exist In, or the best. Best was Mike Hunt on there? Uh, he was not. I feel like that might be too on the nose. I feel like there's yeah. too many Mike Hunts for yeah, it to be. Yeah. The, these names are uh what was the first Jizia Shorts? Yeah, Jizia Shorts. <laughs> that was that was uh, that was one of them. Uh, Storm Duck. Storm Duck. 
Uh, hold on, I have I have our team name. I have our, our well, whole. The MMA fighter Boston Salmon. Uh, is I it, mean, is that, that is that a fighter? Yeah, Boston Salmon. He's fighting uh, this Saturday. Uh, <laughs> fighting baked Alaska. <laughs> um, so our teams, our final team. Well, uh, Matt's team was Chastity Gooch Fant, <laughs> Constantine Sepsis, uh, Raimundo Mundo. <laughs> Candy Button Disco and Bubba Buckaloo. And uh, my team was Eriberto Popcan, Deicide Huxtable, Dr. Trent Artichoker, uh, Jonathan Anomaly, and Dr. Trentington Outhouse. <laughs> um, so, but, so I brought this up because oh God, there, was, there was a political article today on, on Christian Nielsen, the uh, outgoing Homeland Security oh, yeah. Se- secretary yeah, who yeah, was yeah. pushed out for not being racist enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'll just read you a, I'll just read you a, a, a snippet of it. Um, in particular, they stress that the policy for which Nielsen is most fiercely reviled, separating detained migrant children from their parents, gave her no pleasure, and that she slow-walked or resisted other Trump demands on border security. Mm. I think Nielsen has been treated unfairly. A character was caricature was created by people who oppose the way the president talks about immigration or who even oppose current immigration law that's been on the books for decades. And that caricature, caricature is nothing like the person she actually is, said Thad Bingle, <laughs> a former George W. Bush administration Homeland Security official. Thad Bingle! Thad Bingle. Why does every conservative have the stupidest fucking name <laughs> ever? They're, they're all like that like pure white middle American dude, you know? Yeah. Where it's like in, in, in Bible Belt, white America, they're just going ape shit with the Where names. you've been on so many like snowmobile crashes that yeah. you can't recognize <laughs> that Thad Bingle's a fucking terrible <laughs> name. Well, how do you, how do you, you know clean up bingle as yeah, last yeah. Name, there's, there's see, not much like, you can do with bingle that's like a different flavor of bad I think there's like two flavors of bad there's like yeah. the lacrosse bad name where it's like Huff Whiffington the fourth or whatever <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. that bingle seems like it's very much from that mm-hmm. and then there's like from like the you know the track Palin or whatever yeah 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 the candy button discos yeah I mean of the world of the world yeah um random random note this is so this is a random ass story so you guys know um you know yeah i know uh you guys know the um the rapper nipsey hustle Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. was shot and killed uh about a week and a half ago Mm -hmm. and so when i first found out about it you know i was kind of like i only knew him from like an online video of him you know talking about him opening this store in like i think it was like crenshaw or something like that <clears throat> and uh it was like an uplifting thing so when i heard that he died i was like oh dude that's fucked up and then i kind of moved on i was like you know no big deal isn't it you know it didn't affect me in any way right right no um the you death know. of a beloved figure i don't know people die all the time <laughs> rappers die all the time. Ah, i'm fucking now dude you know triple extension he fucking extentation uh he's dead i don't fucking know but then my sister texted me a couple days ago and she goes uh, hey Matt, do you remember Ermias from high school? And I was like, Yeah. He was like, That was Nipsey Hustle. Nipsey Hustle went to my fucking high school, oh. and I knew him. And and now this is like such a fucking tragedy because <laughs> it affects you personally. Nah, dude. Did was, you grab a yearbook and check it out and see? I, that was the thing. It was like I I don't have a yearbook on me, but uh, I immediately searched and there was a, a vigil at my high school like a couple days ago, and I was like, what the fuck? Like this kid, 
he was like the nicest dude. Like mm-hmm. he was like I and because his name was Hermias, I thought because he was skinny and like and and I was like he has to be nice because his name is Dorky and uh and yeah man and like now all of a sudden I'm just like I'm really feeling it dude. Yeah, like, this is sad. You gonna well, go to the vigil? The vigil already happened. Oh. I when I found out about it, it, the vigil was the day before, and I was just like, "Fuck, dude, it's so crazy." But I realized something about myself: it's that like, you a bitch. Everything is is not sad. Is that what you realize? No, no, I'm not a bitch. <laughs> okay, sorry. Everything is not sad uh-huh. until until it affects me personally. That's what I've learned. <laughs> yeah, like I, you know, and uh, so part of me goes like, "Man, maybe I need to examine that behavior." Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. just this idea that like, "Oh, people can die." Yeah, whatever, people yeah. die. But like, what if if I just imagine that everyone who dies is someone I went to high school with? Yeah. Then, this could have been an important lesson that you learned through the plot of Little. It could have been. It could have been. But <laughs> rewrite, do a rewrite. I should do a rewrite yeah. with, with Nipsey Hussle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, it's fucking crazy, dude. Like, the, I knew that dude. Like, I'm trying we to think of the most famous person to die from my high school. I got nothing. Yeah. I mean, I had a guy that in my class that died. You know, he got a staph infection and died like a week later. I remember damn. going to that funeral, and I still didn't really care. Even you know, yeah, just like, oh, yeah. What's up, Andrew? Yeah, you're dead now. That's cool. Yeah, oh, that's fucked up. Stay off those mat, clean those mats, dog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, no, it was just wild, dude. Because it was like you know, uh, yeah, and also like. We didn't like run in the same circles or nothing like that. No. I, didn't, I didn't like know him. Know yeah. him. You know? Were you same grade? Like good. same grade. Yeah. 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 He was yeah. out there hustling. He was. Out, I mean, he was out there hustling. I don't even know if he graduated with us. Mm. I don't remember. I remember him as a little kid, like you know, like, uh, and I think he had like a growth spurt, and because he looked completely different. And then I was like, oh, actually, under that beard, that is him. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. But he was like in the fucking rolling sixties and shit like that. Like it's like a L.A. street gang, and like, uh, I mean. I, I I wasn't in the Rolling Sixties. Now, which gang were you in? Well, I applied. <laughs> they had I was waitlisted on the Rolling Sixties, <laughs> and uh, you know they uh, I was almost a diversity hire for the uh, Pyrus. Okay, okay. Uh, and uh, but yeah, you know they was they went with an Asian guy instead. Oh, it's tough. Yeah, I know it's, tough. it's hard. It's hard, but uh, it's easier to jump them in because they know karate. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and they you know they already had an accountant. So. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, so. Just just a little uh, bit. Uh, shout out to uh, R.I.P. Nipsey Hustle. Uh, you know, you were a nice guy in uh, in high school, from what I remember. I just remember him being funny, hmm. um, but I don't know why. I mean, Nipsey Hustle is a really good name. It is. It's way better than fucking Hermias, dude. Yeah. I mean, I could see why you changed it. Was it Hermias Hustle? Was his name? He uh... was like, I forget his last name. Hermias J. Hustle. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Hello. I am Hermias J. Hustle. <laughs> and I am here to sell you some furniture. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyways, so uh, shout out to, you know, shout out to me. Yeah. Um, bringing back. <laughs> yeah, this is about you. <laughs> this is about me. Anytime a celebrity dies, it's always it about who about... can have the most Facebook. Uh, make... yeah, yeah, This man. is what he meant to me. This competitive grief yeah competitive grief dude and i as someone who is now going to claim that i was best friends with him yeah yeah i yeah. say it meant the most to me yeah <laughs> you know definitely of us three yeah oh yeah for sure yeah, i mean you guys don't know shit about nips yeah, that's funny you mentioned that because i was actually uh as after he died i realized that i'm a 
second cousin of his uh, in that what? looking at family photos I was like oh my god I can't believe it's Hermias right well there. that's fucking bullshit yeah. that doesn't count man yeah, sorry that's mm. like we can listen to Nipsey Hussle but not we can't hear him like you can't you hear him like I can <laughs> hear him because I know that sound of the streets you know that's, that's right the sound of the of the you know of the Is Los go, Angeles whoop, whoop. yeah that's the sound of the police that's the sound of Nipsey yeah uh, it's funny I, I had to like listen to his music afterwards and I was just like uh, I, I was a little bit weirded out because he didn't like mention me once not one shout out yeah hmm. which I was like that's weird because like I kind of remember you and yeah. it's weird that we had all these great experiences together in high school probably hmm. and he didn't say nothing yeah um, so bringing back uh, our classic bit text from Brett oh it's time yeah I sent him the uh, screen cap of Thad Bingle yeah and Brett responded Quote, she was really sad about using the drones to spray mustard gas. You could tell because she stopped having her daily smoothie treat, said Horp Thumpklin, a former <laughs> nutsack electricity administrator with, <laughs> with the Rumsfeldian prison sons. Oh, <laughs> uh, Brett. Yeah, yeah. Brett is uh, he's someone who uh, was a co-host on the podcast until until Trump was elected, and then he went into hiding for some reason. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting guy. So he's like in a shack in Montana writing a manifesto but can still text? Yeah, something like that. That, yeah, only yeah. through Signal, yeah, because the government can't trace it. Mm-hmm. Even though the government funded Signal, I don't, I don't really understand. But yeah, you know, I think I was actually uh, this is me being paranoid. I think at one point my phone was tapped by some sort of government thing. Here's why. So I did this. Go pod- on. I did this podcast a couple years back. It was called Edgeland. I talked with straight edge people. You see this tattoo right here? Still straight edge guys. Come on. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, I talked with the singer of Earth Crisis, who is a, a vegan straight edge militant dude, and he is on like watch lists for like what? direct action you know like burning down farm shit you know wow. like that like, like 90s stuff and yeah after i talked to him for like three or four days after like when i'd get talk to my brother on the phone i'd be like do you hear that clicking sound you know <laughs> no i don't hear that i'm like it's never happened before what uh, the fuck you're part of his metadata now most likely uh, dude that's another listener if you think about it like podcast wise <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's just another listener that'd be cool if like it counted all the pe- all the feds who were listening yeah in. better count towards our stats yeah it'd be like <laughs> yeah, right. uh, is it showing up on libsyn right now yeah right. i need this fucking shit the cpm is up 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 yeah um i did want to get to this article about uh trump visiting mount vernon Oh yeah, we're yeah, Washington. Yeah. Uh, Washington. No, I know South. Mount Vernon. I saw the Hamilton musical. I'm sure, sure. Yeah, you yeah, did. You saw that? Yeah, Congrats, man. Dude, no big deal. I've seen it twice. <laughs> what? I mean, both of them were with the traveling cast, and Dang, they were both not still... as good as the original. But how dude, do you know that though? How can you know? I mean, I listened to the original soundtrack like a thousand times. Okay. Right. Here's the thing about Hamilton. You love it. The most punk rock shit ever. Dude. Okay. <laughs> you gonna, gonna do that? I know. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. My name is Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a it's really good yeah, dude. just like that yeah it's it's so good i don't know if, if i'm I such would... a fucking like basic shill though it's like i i've talked to people who don't like it and they all bring up really good points and when i re-listen i'm like yeah i can see what you're saying but fuck you it's really good it's really good <laughs> it's a little schoolhouse rock but it's i just can't good. take fucking uh what's his name lin-manuel miranda yeah he was so bad in the Mary Poppins movie that now I can't see anything but that. Oh, is so you're like, oh, la, 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 la. Yeah. What I mean? I'm a chimney sweep. Oh, and he does that like smile. He always smiles after everything he says. Well, he's really happy. Shit's <laughs> yeah. going good. I think he, he does like the musical theater kid smile. He was a musical theater kid. 
Yeah. He was a nerdy ass little musical theater kid who like kept his ears to the street, you know? And Which he, is fine as long as we remember that musical theater kids are awful. That's yeah. true. That is very true. They're all mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. They're all bad. Um, President Donald Trump had some advice for George Washington. During a guided tour... Should have had more slaves. During <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a guided tour of Mount Vernon last April with French President Emmanuel Macron, Trump learned that Washington was one of the major real estate speculators of his era. So he couldn't understand why America's first president didn't name his Victoria, his historic Virginia compound or any of the other property he acquired after himself. What? Really? He said this? If he was smart, he would have put his name on it, Trump said, <laughs> according to the three sources briefed on the exchange. You've got to put your name on stuff or no one remembers you. Oh hey, my branding God. 101. Right yeah, there. He's I not mean, wrong. Yeah. I mean... We be- don't remember Washington today. I've never heard of yeah. that motherfucker. Is he the wooden teeth dude who's on my $1 bill? Who knows? Who, I mean, no one knows. Can't tell because he doesn't have a building. You know who I always talk about that uh, is uh, that guy Vernon. Because <laughs> yeah, of that yeah. mount that he got. Yeah. It's a good mount. Uh, the president's disinterest in Washington made it tough for the tour guide Bradburn to sustain Trump's interest during a deluxe 45-minute tour of the property, which he later described to associates as truly bizarre. (laughs) I mean, I know it's hard to maintain your attention for 45 minutes. I mean, honestly, I would have trouble too, but I'm also, you know, not the president. (laughs) A former history professor with a PhD, Bradburn was, quote, desperately trying to get Trump interested in Washington's house, said a source familiar with the visit. So he spoke in terms Trump understands best. Telling the president that Washington was an 18th century real estate titan mm-hmm. who had acquired property throughout Virginia and what would come to be known as Washington, D.C. Trump asked whether Washington was, quote, really rich, according to a second person familiar <laughs> with the visit. Boy. Was he, like, like really rich or was he really rich? Is it, which one is it, you think? <laughs> I don't know. Look at that wind, dude. That no, wind I think is... it's more like, was he, re- was he really rich? Like, yeah. rich like me? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he yeah, never yeah. released his tax returns. Exactly. I don't remember yeah. seeing any Washington's tax dude. returns. In fact, Washington was either the wealthiest or among the wealthiest Americans of his time, thanks largely, largely to his mini real estate empire. I mean, honestly like these are like the figures we should be keeping away from donald trump because (laughs) the more he hears about this shit the more he's like i deserve this you know what i mean yeah uh this is what trump was really the most excited about of course he fucking was if trump was impressed with washington's real estate instincts he was less taken by mount vernon itself which the first president personally which he called gay (laughs) (laughs) which the first president personally expanded from modest one and a half story home into an eleven thousand square foot mansion the rooms trump said were too small the staircase is too narrow (laughs) and he even spotted some unevenness in the floorboards according to four sources briefed on his comments it's a fucking 250 year old fucking place not up the current municipal codes um i looked at the floorboards and they look pretty gay to me uh The thing about most of these windowsills is they're faggy. (laughs) (laughs) He could have built the place better, he said, and for less money. Mm. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just hire a bunch of Mexicans to do it. And then kick them out of the country and never pay them. Uh, he's a real piece of shit, but nothing's <laughs> new about it. Nothing's oh, new. Oh, this is the, this is my favorite weird part. Uh, and despite his criticisms, Trump found something to like at Mount Vernon too. Among the artifacts preserved there is the bed where Washington passed away from a throat infection in 1799. <laughs> Trump, who is infamously picky about where he sleeps and resists spending nights away from home, felt out the bedpost and told the Macrons and Bradburn that he approved, according to three people briefed on the event. 
A good bed to die in, Trump said. (laughs) (laughs) The ultimate sign of respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. It's a good place to die right here. Imagine living your life like that, though, where everything is like a competition, where they just like, you know, like, hey, this is Washington's house. Like, man, but is it better than my house? Yeah, right. Like, oh, my God, it's immeasurable. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only solace I get in this, uh, this whole fucking era of our lives is that, like, knowing he's miserable <laughs> and and that just makes me feel good is i need to know that he's miserable you don't think he's yeah. miserable no I, th- I think he is i don't know i think he's too stupid to know that he's miserable yeah well, i maybe. think he's miserable because he never like he's not part of like the billionaire boys club that he wants to be right. like he never owned a football team like yeah. he wanted to he yeah. never got the nfl who's only that shitty b league that yeah. went out of business mm-hmm. like and so until he owns, I don't know, the fucking uh, Giants or something like that, he'll never be uh, happy. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I like to think that he'll never be happy no matter what happens. Yeah. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And that's weird. <laughs> I no, should, not really. I should examine that. No, I don't think so. Yeah, you know, I think that's a fair... That's a fair thing? Fair impulse to have. Okay. To want Trump to be unhappy. I want him to be unhappy. I just want... I think I want most rich people to be unhappy, um, but I want it more for him. Because, uh, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I don't like him. I Wait, didn't, bold. hot take. I know. Bold statement. I know. I didn't even vote for him. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. I know. It's weird to say this, you know, out loud, but... He's not your president? He's not my president. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I worked with a guy that voted for Trump up in Portland. He was a, younger than me. He's like 28. And yeah. there was a girl that he was, like, interested in. And when she found out that he voted for Trump, she, like, stopped responding to his texts. And yeah. he, he was, like, confiding in me. He was like... You leftist. Like, what is that? Tolerance? You know, it's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So much for the tolerant left as they're just fashioning a fucking swastika, like whittling it. It's just like, I always, I love that argument of like, so much for the tolerant left because it's just like, they'll just say a bunch of racist yeah, shit. It's like, we shouldn't it. tolerate that yeah. crap. They, oh, oh, I the, thought this was America. I thought this was America. They're all Stan's dad getting kicked out of yeah, the baseball exactly. game. Yeah, exactly. It's literally an entire electorate of Stan's dad. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's good. That's good. That's uh, that's progress. <laughs> she had on her Facebook thing because he showed me what she looked like. Her Facebook uh, banner thing just said, like, crush the patriarchy. He's like, what's the patriarchy? He's like, bro, this is not going to work. Yeah, yeah. For you, like yeah, you're yeah, done, yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. toasted. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to go down this rabbit hole because it'll just make you mad and possibly murderous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, we got. Did you see the video that he made this week? Who? The Trump video that he tweeted out, and it was like a movie trailer. No. And it was like first they laugh at you, uh, then they call you racist, and then there was there was like stock footage showing like rosie o'donnell and uh brian cranston for some reason brian cranston yeah apparently he's still holding it and it was basically like see you stuck it to these losers when you voted me in and then it was like you know footage of the stock market doing well and shit yeah (laughs) no i didn't see it i i've I've pretty much at this point started completely ignoring trump news because like even even little tidbits like that like i like the the dumb little tidbits yeah the dumb weird thing where he's just like mount vernon should have been called mount washington this is bullshit (laughs) like that's funny to me but like any any like direct vie for attention you know, Vol- voltaire seems like a real gay wife <laughs> <laughs> but yeah when he whenever he's like you know tweeting something out or, or whatnot I, I just try to ignore i mean i did i did tweet out when he he tweeted that fucking meme of like joe biden talking about like you know how he's not a rapist or some shit with a, a, a little mini joe biden like rubbing his shoulders and stuff and i did 
I did quote tweet, fuck this, I'm not paying taxes this year. Yeah. And yeah. that's the last time I think I'll, I'll ever... Uh, I think that is just like bait for... Um, the IRS? People, no, it's bait for everyone to call him a hypocrite. Right. Because like the, you know, the Dem thing is thinking that pointing out someone's uh, hypocrisy just makes them shrink. Yeah. In, into like a, you know, makes them go away. It doesn't like work. All, we've watched too many Aaron Sorkin things. You know, where, what it was was, I mean, it could be Aaron Sorkin. It was, but I think it was The Daily Show. Because The Daily Show yeah. was the first time you you got to see like back to back video footage of like conservative hypocrisy, mm-hmm. where it was just like one, you know, conservative saying one thing and then, or like, it'd be like Dick Cheney saying one thing and then immediately. Uh, you know, uh, fucking contradicting himself, and and it, it was the first time you were like, "Holy fuck, these guys are all lying pieces of shit." And then, and then, like, all liberals took that as like, "This is how we win." Yeah, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> no, it's not, because they still have power. Yeah, yeah. Mitch McConnell doesn't even take a breath between hypocritical, yeah. completely Ex- contradictory statements. Exactly. No one gives a shit. You're, we're all gonna. The world is gonna fucking die of heat death, and we're still gonna be like, at least. I was never hypocritical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that shit, man. Tired of it, dude. Tired of it. And then there was this, and uh, another. We live in the world's dumbest country. News. Uh-huh. Uh There was this uh, exchange when Secretary Kerry. I want to read part of your statement back to you. John Kerry is uh, testifying, and he's being questioned by uh, Thomas Massey, who is apparently. Uh, a rep for Kentucky's uh, fourth district. Mm. One of their better districts. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've always said that. To you, instead of convening a kangaroo court, the president might want to talk with the educated adults he wants trusted to fill his top national security positions. It sounds like you're questioning the credentials of the president's advisors currently, but I don't think we should question your credentials today. Isn't it true you have a science degree from Yale? What's that? Bachelor of Arts degree. Is it a political science degree? Yes, political science. So how do you get a Bachelor of Arts in a science? Oh, my God. Well, it's liberal arts (laughs) education and degree. It's a bachelor. Okay, so it's not really science. So I think it's somewhat appropriate that somebody with a pseudoscience degree is here pushing pseudoscience in front of our committee today. I want to ask you. Are you serious? This is really a serious happening here. You know what? It is, it is serious to call the president's cabinet a kangaroo court. Is that serious? I'm not calling his cabinet a kangaroo court. I'm calling this committee that he's putting together a kangaroo committee. What, are you saying that he doesn't have educated adults there now? I don't know who it has yet because it's secret. Well, you said it in your testimony. Why would he have to have a secret saying? analysis of climate change? <laughs> so, oh that's fantastic yeah, i like, mean i do like the idea that if he was actually trying to clown political science majors oh yeah no i'm happy with that yeah i'm happy yeah, yeah. with that but, but that's like probably most of the republicans in congress i would imagine yeah and also like that it's a it's a wonderful argument uh like taken from just the shittiest human, like that dude really thought he was gonna own him with that. Like, how so is that? Isn't it true? Yeah, isn't it true that art is different than science? Huh? With the beat that he has, like, are you, are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> He's like, I, I am serious. Well, I'm more serious than I was. Oh fuck, I love it, dude. Oh man, that's uh, yeah. We do live in hell world, but you know, yeah. but you know what? 
What? Game of Thrones is coming Game back. Game of Thrones is coming back, dude. Mm. Bah, 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 I nah, feel like nah, I've nah. hardly heard anything about it, you know? Because everybody, <laughs> I think, is like tempering their expectations already. Because you know? everybody's going to come episode six or whatever. Everybody's going to take to Facebook and be like, it sucked. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah that's uh, true. Unsatisfying. Yeah, what do you yeah. mean this carry, This person shouldn't be sitting on the throne? Uh, the, in my fanfic, this is what happens. And my fanfic is now uh, is canon to me. Yeah, but the, you know the good thing about Game of Thrones coming back is that it'll then just end, and uh, we can all move on. <laughs> and I'm stoked on that, you mm-hmm. know, because it's a good thing until know, they do the spinoff. Uh, yeah, but what are we gonna care about after that, dude? I don't even know if we're gonna live that long. Yeah, you ever think about that, dude? Who knows? Like Game of Thrones might be the end of the world when that's over. Because what what else is there to care about these days? I don't know. Veep's Veep's kind of bad now. Yeah. Well, I don't agree with that. But. I mean, well, it's good except for the Jonah storyline is completely. Why? Because he's fucking off his, the rails. He's fucking his stepsister. He's just like he's not funny anymore because he's not a he's not like a human character anymore. Uh, I think he's still funny. No. You think they Dwight Schrute him? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, like Wade Wade Dwight Schrute, Dwight Schrute him. Ah, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. You guys yeah. watch Barry? Is that a show? I do. I like Barry. Barry's I like Barry good. a lot. Yeah. Barry's very good. Uh, I, I, you know what? Fucking Bill Hader is so yeah, and good. that guy who plays Noho Noho Hank. Oh yeah, Noho Hank is so funny. Barry, Barry is Hank. <laughs> I know. No, I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> oh, that shit yeah. is good. We got to get Emily Heller on this show. She's yeah, a comic that we know. Yeah, seeing her name. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. Uh, strangely enough, so part of the reason I got into stand-up comedy was because of her. She was one of the first people I saw perform at the Punchline in San Francisco. Oh, wow. And then I was walking up Valencia Street, and I just saw her drinking alone inside of a bar, and I was like, oh, I should do stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You so you're like, oh wait, this is a career that leads to isolation and loneliness. Let's do this. So you're still doing stand-up. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. So still plugging away. And that was another thing, like moving here, a lot of friends up in Portland. Like, you know you're not gonna get any stage time. I was like, I didn't get any up in Portland anyway, so <laughs> fuck it. You know, I don't give a shit. It's gonna be par for the course. Yeah, yeah, that's true. If if you uh if you come from a scene where it's hard to get stage time there, then out here it you're just used to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I went from San Francisco where there's nothing but stage time. And uh, and yeah, man, it's been like it's been a trip, dude. It's been a journey, but fucking <laughs> now I'm getting booked. So I feel good about that. I got booked. every time I move to a big city with like a big stand up scene, I'm like, ah, eh, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. It happened when I moved to New York. Stopped doing stand up. Happened when I moved to LA. You did stand up before? Yeah, a little bit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. And I then thought... I moved to New York and I was like, eh. Where, so Seems where like were, too much of work where to try and get first in doing with it? this scene. In San Diego? San Diego and then San Francisco, yeah. And then New York yeah. for grad school. Yeah. And then San Francisco again. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of just, I'm, I don't know. Comedy you, is not as enjoyable to me as it once well, it's was. Well, it's a big commitment. It's a lot of work to do. You got to write a lot and you got to really, really suck a lot of dick. You got to be used yeah. to being like, hey, so I see you're doing a show and if you don't want to book me, that's fine. But yeah, the video. that's the hardest part for me. It's, it's like, so it's, fucking hard. I, I can't. Uh, it's like a star. This, the typing those out. I'm just uh, like, it's so hard. Yeah, I'm like, it's, just kill me. Just, you know what? Instead of me typing this, come over and punch me in the face. And if yeah. you want to book me after that, like that's fine. Yeah, I mean, exactly. See if I can take the punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't want to put in the humiliating effort into pleading for a spot uh but you gotta do it dude i i i got booked the other day uh um because someone who runs a show in culver city was like 
I really love Good Mythical Morning. And I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. This is a good start, dude. Yeah, you're already getting that bump. I'm already getting a bump, dude. Can you so, put me in touch with the dudes that like run that? Yeah, like, and I was like, who books that? Book me first, and then we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I, I've, I've yet to get booked because I knew Nipsey Hustle in high school, but hmm. I think I will. Yeah, I think that's coming. I'm putting that as a credit on my Twitter, if that's all right. I think that's all right. Yeah, I'm yeah. an uncredited crowd member on the Todd Berry Crowdwork Tour oh, on Netflix. So yeah. um, that's pretty cool. Did you get made fun of it all? No, um, but they, they, it was in the Portland date, he was particularly frustrated because people kept yelling out, you know, at him. And he's just like, he, 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 it's not in the special, but he said, he's like, this is one of those shows where most people are going to come up to me after and say, I'm sorry for this. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like I'm yeah. sorry about everybody else. And, yeah. 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 Uh, and he was right. Cause I felt like, God, I need to apologize to Todd Barry yeah. right now. This is uh, this lady would yell about chicken eggs the entire fucking time. Those are my favorite sets is when people apologize to you afterwards or yeah. when they're like, man, stand up seems like it'd be really hard yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they'd be like you know i just don't know how you do it yeah, yeah that's that their too. compliment after your set like it's just brave of you to go up there yeah, brave because what they're saying is like i mean just to go up there and humiliate yourself like that is like takes a lot of guts yeah. the subject is like you. what are you even doing with your life yeah right now? yeah yeah and that's, you're like i don't know yeah I, I don't know it goes better mostly but it went bad there's a there's a club in portland there's two clubs helium and harvey's you want to work yeah. in helium but you start at Harvey's right. and uh, they have comment cards and they paper the room. So it's all 50 plus uh, adults. You yeah. know, they're, you know, sometimes 65 and uh, I hosted there a couple of times and the comment cards have, n- I've never read anything more brutal. Uh, oh my God. Like, yeah. uh, it's, it ranks you one to five. There's a couple where they went off uh, board like negative three and circled back <laughs> uh, and like one of the comments was like bad shoes and i'm like a skateboarder my shoes are always have holes <laughs> bad, in me. Shoes. bad shoes yeah. fuck off yeah. bad shoes but like it was one of those things like with friends that were like hey go through the comment cards take out the bad ones so management only sees like the good ones oh yeah. that's smart yeah and so like i have this a- slave was natalie dressed <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have a fat stack under my bed of just negative comment cards. Like, oh, it's uh, good that you keep them. Yeah, I just oh, when yeah. I'm feeling good, you, you know, know, I want to go back and read them. And be like, oh yeah, I do suck. Yeah, you know? yeah, go. <laughs> you gotta go back down to earth sometimes yeah. when things are going well. You that is like, really asking to be shit on. Is leaving a comment card mm-hmm. like? Oh, they do that at rooster teeth feathers. Really? Yeah, yeah. They've got a comment card, and it's like, uh, I mean, it's a bummer if you're. If you're one of the comics that they don't like, it's like, you know, uh, but if you're one of the comics that they do like, then you could just keep those forever. Well, oh, he you seems know? like a, such a sweet boy. Yeah. yeah. It's like when you talk about eating butt, I felt it in my <laughs> heart and my butt. Yeah, the, the ones that pissed me off the most were when they gave like the server like a negative like oh, thing. Just like, no, circle five right off the bat. Yeah, you know, like yeah. if you're going to turn in a comment card, like I don't care if your server sucked. Like yeah, they're working I, understaffed at this shitty place where you got a free fucking ticket, you yeah, piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, so yeah. fucking free fucking comedy show, and they're like, it didn't live up to my standards of free. <laughs> Fuck you. Did you see the CNBC video that they tweeted this week where it was oh, like, oh, about tipping this one pre-taxes? weird trick could save you $400 a year? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, the entire tip was them telling you to tip on pre tax instead of post tax, uh-huh, uh-huh. which, like, if you want to do it, fine, whatever. Yeah. Like, I do, I do it on post tax, but I don't think that makes me better than anyone, right? But, like, the idea that you're going to stop 
tip you're gonna start tipping people less for the same amount of service as like a money saving strategy yeah yeah Fuck yeah, you. yeah yeah well now we all know that the problem with going out to dinner uh is it's pricey mostly because you have to tip the lowly server <laughs> yeah but there's a way you can cut into their wages without them even noticing yeah, don't tip at all yeah. it's uh it's, it's it's voluntary yeah i'm surprised that they didn't have like a follow-up video like also you could not tip <laughs> Because like fucking like Mr. Pink said in fucking Reservoir Dogs, that's their job. <laughs> Peace out. Smash that subscribe. Merch Sound off in the comments. Merch link in bio. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. Do we have any emails? No. No. Uh, maybe. Not or, even like a junk email or something. Or like, like that? a like a voicemail. Oh, some a couple of people uh, sent us the tweet about the Chinese jackoff robot. Oh, everyone sent us that fucking tweet. There's a Chinese jackoff robot. Yeah, there's a Chinese jackoff robot. I mean, I'd be afraid to just tear my penis off right away. It looks like like it's a pretty soft lover and mm-hmm. like uh, sensual. Um, and we've we you know we've talked about different Chinese uh, sex bot uh, sex bots before, and there I have you know one that's my wife named Charlene. My wife. No, I'm. <laughs> Uh, you know, put a wig oh, on. Oh, I got her. we got one. Um, hello. Uh, the, the the subject line is I don't understand the name draft. Hello, where do these <laughs> where do these names come from? What are these regions? How does someone win? I'm so confused. <laughs> Chris, uh, the answer is uh, name of the year draft collects these names of real people throughout the year. Uh huh. They they pick the best ones. They put them together. The regions are just they seed them. And like the the region names are based on past winners yeah. of uh, the name of the year draft. Uh, how does someone win? I believe they do it by by user voting. Probably voting, yeah. yeah. But that's not how we do it. That's not how we do it. We literally just draft a team out of a bracket for no reason. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then we move on with our lives for another year until the next name draft. We just do it so we can read the names. And honestly, it's a highlight of my year. Yeah. Oh, we got a lengthy follow-up to the clingy coworker email. Oh. You want you I kind of want to hear. Okay. So uh, some background. Uh, a guy wrote in and he said there's this weird coworker that he has who he decided to be friendly and like say what's up to him and and uh, and immediately like they exchanged numbers and he started texting him all the time mm. and he was like you should move in with me and like you know he mentioned the fact that he might be moving out of town and he was like well dude i'll i'll, I'll happily move out of town with you what the fuck yeah yeah so we were like he might not be a murderer but the best thing to do here is to kind of let this run its course by completely ignoring him or just telling him straight up hey you came on a little strong mm-hmm. um but i need to know what happened all right so the email <laughs> Your advice is always bad, but tell me more about your dad. Oh God, I am afraid to die. The email Vince hates art. Uh, hey, frauders. I'm writing back with an update about my story about the clingy coworker just to prove to Matt that I'm still alive, as well as to provide a bit more context. I definitely appreciated all of your advice. I kind of knew I wasn't the asshole, but I wanted opinions outside my social circle to make sure I wasn't living in a bubble. Mm-hmm. As you can imagine, this story is a great icebreaker at parties. I've never been one to shy away from my feelings, often blunt to a dangerous point if it's someone I'm never going to see again or see rarely enough that I don't care. However, some combination of introversion, pity, and the fact that I see this guy almost every day 
and if I don't see him for an extended period, he'll look for me, has given me pause to being incredibly blunt. I don't necessarily want to hurt the guy, especially if there's a presumably slim chance that he is unstable. I think I'll try some balance of the two, and we'll confront him if, he, if it starts to get overwhelming again. As for context, and this is a lengthy paragraph, mm. uh, which I'll try to keep short, even though there's a lot here, I thought I'd <laughs> fill in a few more details that Matt, Josh, and Brendan were asking about. The reason sobriety came up in our first conversation was because he asked me if I enjoyed drinking. As we'd only been talking for like 20 minutes at this point, I assumed he was thinking of meeting at some bar on the weekend, and I told him that I drank every now and again. Unprompted, he told me that he drinks too much and that it's a real problem for him. <laughs> Caught off guard and unprepared for the situation, but still wanting to be supportive, I told him in one line of text that if it's really a problem, maybe he should look into getting sober. He then said he would, for me, because we were best friends. Oh, holy shit. Fuck. The next couple of months, he would text me about updates, and if I didn't respond promptly enough to his messages, he would reply, I really need you right now. Oh, my God. I'm tempted to have a drink. You sure? You have to make sure I don't. Jesus Christ. Another, this is detail that we definitely could have used yeah. in the last one. Another detail I had left out last time was when we discussed me trying to move across the country. At the time, I was interviewing for a position writing for a studio, and <laughs> something I told him up front was a dream of mine. When I told him this as a means of trying to let him down gently on the roommate thing, I had already stupidly given him a haha maybe as a means of avoiding confrontation. Yeah, that's what I'd have done. <laughs> he followed up with, Wow, you wouldn't be near anyone you know. That's a stupid idea. You should just stay here. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) When I told him it was a risk I was willing to take, this was when he replied with, Well, if you get it, even though it isn't a good idea, I'll move out there to be your roommate. He also had this attitude about anything I told him about myself that didn't fit in with his perceived notion of me. When I told him I didn't like our prolonged text conversations or sitting with people at lunch because of my introversion, he just replied, no, you're not, and would continue trying to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got to give him points for that one. He's like, I see through your lies. (laughs) Your lies are apparent to me. They're as crystal, as clear as crystal. If he did... You cannot fool me! (laughs) I am your best friend! (laughs) If he did corner me at lunch, he would spend the entire time insulting my lunch choices and passive-aggressively commenting on my lack of desire to talk while I'm eating. Oh, man. I ended up solving this by leaving the store and driving to the nearest fast food place or taking breaks in my car. Then there's the birthday story. In our second conversation, the day after the intense come on, when I had significantly cooled but was not completely out yet due to my own naivete, he informed me that the reason he wanted to be friends was because I had wished him happy birthday the previous year. Don't ever do it. To this day, I still don't know what he's talking about or when his birthday is. He then asked me what I was going to get him for his birthday this year. Again, this was our second conversation. Is this guy, is he Brett? What do you think? You think <laughs> he's know. Brett he playing He seems a, like a terrorist. He does. Yeah, he's like, playing a trick on him. Yeah. Uh, that was the straw that broke me, and I did my best to avoid him or find a way to break free. This I, is how Brett would avoid being friends with people. He's like, oh, someone at work's talking to me? I'm going to come on a hella strong and scare them away. <laughs> I, try, I don't think Brett has that level of performativeness. Yeah, anymore. that's true. I tried to limit conversations with him after that, but Brendan and Vince were pretty spot on in assuming that he was not great at picking up subtlety or context clues. At a later date, he asked me if I was able to talk. I told him pretty bluntly that I wasn't able to and wouldn't be able to that evening. He then just replied, this would be easy if you weren't my only friend. Holy fuck, this manipulative shit. He then kept trying to goad me into asking him what was going on, blowing up my phone all evening. 
that brings you all up to date on all that craziness. I will say things have calmed down in the past in the past month as my ghosting has mostly mellowed him out. Yeah. At most, he'll try to say hi to me in the halls at work, and I will counter with a, hey, what's up? Can't talk now. Got to do such and such and get out of there quick. However, he does text about once a week to see if I'll respond. I haven't since January. Oh, my God. <laughs> and yesterday he cornered me in the hall and asked me about that. I laughed it off and said I don't check my messages. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the new details in the story to laugh cringe over. I still have all the texts. Half to aid in telling the story at parties. Half as evidence in case I wind up murdered. Yeah, you got to keep a record of this shit. Let me know if you want some to send in or if Josh needs further proof that this wasn't some extended April Fool's, Fool's bit. Oh, my God. That is so fucking... That's like... 10 times creepier than it was because before it sounded like almost innocently creepy like okay he just doesn't know social cues but like you know he's uh, but straight up just being like you're lying when yeah. whatever he's just like ah, i just don't like to. that's the perfect example of a guy who like needs a friend but then you immediately find out yeah. why he doesn't have friends because yeah. like, you're not yeah. enjoyable to hang out with yeah you're manipulative and you're passive aggressive and yeah. you don't Pay and attention a, to things that I say. Right. You're a, you know, generally toxic human being. Right. Like, fuck. It's like, how do you help someone like that? You don't, and you have no obligation yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I feel like it's the type of guy that needs, like, a dog, but then you'd feel so bad for that dog. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, the, all dog... the emotional weight is put on the dog, and like, the dog's going to, like, run into traffic when it's yeah. like, I can't take this. You're yeah. being really quiet, checkers. Yeah, it's not your responsibility to help that person become like a fucking normal person i know i, know. I feel like that's why i think you could just be blunt and be like yo you fucking yeah. weird me out and you did this and this and this and yeah. this is why i don't want to hang out with this you. might be like yeah it's hard to say because like again i don't want us to be responsible for him getting murdered by this dude yeah. but like but the, like maybe all not of enough, that is excuse maybe enough. not enough people have been straight with him about why he's so obnoxious. Yeah, and that's probably what, true. And this is what's ruined him as a person. Yeah, but also he knows, like intellectually, what his problem is, you sure. know? But like he probably you, you doesn't. Think? I don't know if he does. I mean, he knows that like people don't like him and then there's reasons. I'm sure he invents what those reasons are. Like part of them are, you know, blaming other people. And then, but there's part of them that I'm sure blames himself. A lot but of like this... if he doesn't know, you should definitely be the one to tell him that like, the, like to me, one of the most egregious things was, uh, I'll get sober for you. Um, you need to answer your phone, you know, uh, like, or else I might drink. Yeah, you putting, have to stop me from drinking. That shit to yeah. me is like, that is, I have a hard line on that. No. Yeah, it's like, that's yeah. like telling your girlfriend she can't break up with you because you'll kill yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, it's yeah. Like, well, fuck you. Yeah. Like, I, uh, you know, I'm uh, sober now for nine years and like, oh. fucking, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Just Drink your beer Just in LaCroix. Yeah, we got uh, the non drinkers on this yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. Like, We're uh, fucking cool. Yeah. No fucking, big whoop. No big deal, dude. But like, yeah, there's a lot of like people I know who are kind of like, newcomery like they're newcomers or like they're considering being newcomers and like i've had this you know one of my friends who like put try, he doesn't go as far as saying that but like he kind of does the thing where he goes like hey man you want to hit a meeting right now i'll be like shit i can't right now but i can i can hit one later and he'd be like 
oh, all right, no, it's okay, never mind. And I'm just like, dude, don't do that to me, man. <laughs> yeah. If you want to go to a meeting, go to a meeting, yeah. but don't depend on me yeah, to go. Yeah, the whole point of a meeting is that there's people there that you yeah, can talk to. Yeah, there will be need, other... You, you don't, don't need a date to it. You, you don't need a date to a meeting, exactly. <laughs> I see Crispin Glover there. Yeah, he's probably... I mean, there's no way that dude is sober. <laughs> that dude is on acid all the time. But, yeah, like, that, that to me is so egregious. If he's, someone did that to me, I would immediately tell them to go fuck themselves and be like, don't ever talk to me again and fucking uh if you want to get sober get sober but i'm not your fucking nanny as a sober comedian have you been booked on those shows that are like sober shows for like recovery i've been yeah i've been booked on a couple of those Mm -hmm. yeah because i've had people ask me to be on those shows but it's just like yeah i don't drink i don't have anything but here's a distinction i've never done any of that like i don't want like i can't speak to that experience and i don't want to like go there and like have it seem like i'm like oh you guys had a fucking problem i never even drank yeah 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 that is a different situation in a way but at the same time so you've never had a drink yeah i've never had a drink oh okay okay but you could that the thing about that crowd is they for sure like the um i mean i've seen comedians go up on those shows and they aren't uh sober um but the crowd specifically does like the dark shit Mm -hmm. so like you know i've gone up there and talked about putting a turkey baster in my asshole you Mm -hmm. know like we all have of course yeah have i talked how else you gonna baste your insides exactly exactly. i've talked about that on the broadcast before uh, I don't know. You're some. You're, a lot of your ass stories sort of bl- blend into one. Oh, me. this one's very specific. It's like the last time I ever used. Oh no, I, I've never talked. To, oh, no, I don't think so. So I had just been forced to move back to Los Angeles because my friends told my family that I was a junkie, and I still had like some Dilaudid left, uh, oh. and but I didn't bring like you know a needle on the plane because I was like I don't want to get in trouble, um, but I brought the Dilaudid, and uh, so when I got back to my parents' house. I uh, was like, I want to use this, but I hate swallowing pills and snorting pills. Like to me, it's like there's only one way to use it. You gotta go straight into the vein, and because <laughs> I'm normal, you're a purist. <laughs> I'm a purist, dude. I'm a I'm a drug purist, and uh, so you're like me with my chicken. I'm like chicken breast sandwich. Get the fuck, get the out, fuck of out of here. Give me the dark meat. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, that dork meat. Yeah. So I was like looking to see what I could like what I could do. I didn't know. I knew there wasn't gonna be like a fucking syringe at the fucking you know at my parents' house, but I was like. I'm might find something and then i found a turkey baster and i was like you know what i've never done uh i've never put drugs in my asshole so i go into my room i get completely naked uh and uh put the dilated in the bulb of the the thing you in, know, in pill form or is it crushed up uh, in pill form but want... then mixed with water you crush oh, okay. it you mix so it with you mix water it in the bulb yeah well okay. it becomes soluble you know well i was I, gonna say i would think you'd want to put it in the stem not the bulb no, well, that's the thing. The bulb, because that's... But a, you use it to mix in the... In the use the bulb to mix. It wasn't even to mix. It was just that it, it goes down better in the bulb because then you can put the the big long tube on it. Sure. Because, like, it's not one of those things where it's such a big instrument that you can't easily just suck things uh, okay. up with it. Like, okay. I didn't want to risk spilling. Okay. So, I like, put it in the bulb, put the tube on, and then, like... Flipped it upside well, down. Because I would think there'd be so much air in the stem that you're going to squirt all that air up in there and then immediately fart all your drugs back out. <laughs> well, I was very careful. So I, I, I held the end of, uh, of, the, of the baster uh, with my thumb and then I got into like the halasana position, basically. <laughs> Yoga was your asshole to the sky, you know. Baby but, pose? Yeah, butthole to the Lord. And, uh, Happy and, baby pose. And then rather. put my thumb, you know, the back of my thumb is hitting my butthole. <laughs> front of my thumb is hitting the thing. And then let go, go and then 
slam it on in there and then just let it kind of drip down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, then I immediately just started laughing uh, <laughs> because I was getting high immediately and also because I realized that I was like literally hitting bottom. <laughs> and I was like, this this pun is a great way to to end this journey. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be my last time using, or it was my last time using drugs, but uh, three days after that I drank a fuck ton of vodka because mm. uh, of like DTs and stuff. But uh, that was, yeah, that was the last time I used my drug of choice. I hope you uh, threw away that turkey baster. You know, you hope in one hand, shit in the other. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I, uh, well, you know, I washed it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's going to look suspicious if the turkey yeah, baster never The turkey never baster missing. is gone. I just moved back home. I'm never going was, to Thanksgiving. You're not your basting Dilaudid up your asshole, are you? <laughs> I have a suspicion. I know exactly We've what you're We've read doing. about this on the internet, Matt. <laughs> This turkey tastes like shit, and I'm really <laughs> sleepy. Here's the thing, though. I did eventually throw it away before Thanksgiving. Four or five years later. Yeah, eventually it was gone. Uh, but yeah, so that's the story of me putting a turkey baster in my asshole. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you should definitely be straightforward with that guy and tell him that you uh, don't want to be his friend anymore. Yeah. Um, we got a couple voicemails. Actually, they're voice memos that people sent us because apparently our voicemail box is full. I got to fix that. Oh. Um, you got to delete some fucking voicemails. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know we had to do that on Google yeah. Voice, but apparently you do. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't uh, vetted these at all. So. Well, I'm excited then. Greetings, Fratours. This is your medical correspondent checking in. Just wanted to say that Matt was a little bit closer when talking about what sepsis is. It is a clinical syndrome that emerges with your more severe infections that sometimes can include bacteria in the blood, mm. or I think what he described as blood poisoning. What Vince was thinking about well, talk down to me. was necrotizing fasciitis. Yes. Which is the How do you get those confused? More official name for flesh-eating bacteria. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been a while since the last butt tale. The only thing I have to share is I recently saw an old man who punched a hole in his own rectum while giving himself an intimate home. So be careful out there. <laughs> <laughs> Very relevant. Amazing that I hadn't vetted that, and it turned out to be perfectly yeah. relevant to what you're, you're lucky. Discussing. You didn't punch a hole in your I own know, rectum. I know. I know. But uh, also, I mean, you can when say you're that again. Doing the end, like, I mean, yeah. I yeah. I mean, you really have to get into the right position to make sure that you are safely inserting something in your butt. Mm -hmm. You know, because if, if it's pointy, you got to be careful. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Another one. <laughs> Hey, uh, I was watching Lindy West's Sorry. new show, and I was reminded of something. I've been teaching for six years now, and when you get your teaching license, there are two tests you have to take. One is a, a methods test of how to teach, and one is sort of like a general knowledge content test. And so as an English teacher, one of the questions is, what's the name of the island in Gulliver's Travels? And I've never actually read Gulliver's Travels, but I, I have listened to the Frogcast episode where Lindy West reviews the, the movie that starred Jack Black. Yep, and yep. a lot of the jokes in that episode revolved around the idea of a giant Jack Black uh, accidentally pissing on all of the, the islanders. <laughs> and I remember because you, you call them Lilliputians as they're getting pissed on. And I was able to kind of figure out <laughs> that that's the name of the island is Lilliput. So... Um, that's just kind of one way you guys have uh, uh, de definitely improved my life and, and helped me out <laughs> and uh, helped create a, a new generation of educators who <laughs> think it's funny to, to drink cum and 
eat ass and stuff. So, so you know, from, from the bottom of my heart, I, I, I sincerely thank you guys. Um, yeah, I, like Shout I'm out. dumb. I know I'm dumb because I was gonna be like, well, duh, it's Lilliputia. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, Lilliput. Got it. Yeah, got it. So, Duly noted. Uh, about Shrill. Um, uh-huh. Did you guys watch? I haven't watched still, it. Yet. I still need it. to. Okay, it's on Hulu, right? Yeah. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a, so I read the book. Yeah, Lindy Not West. A bad friend. Um, you know, has the thing of part of the. There's a plot line where she kind of goes around her editor and you know mm-hmm. like publishes stuff online as an editor of an online publication like that pissed me off so <laughs> fucking bad like if somebody that like is like a freelancer for the hard times like published on the site like if they lived in like Topeka I would fly to Topeka and beat them so mercilessly <laughs> like, it, like that like I had to like stand up like she just fucking posted something without having her editor read it the fuck over it's fuck you like the one you're like the yeah the one fucking demographic of people that looked at that and was like what is your problem Lindy <laughs> that is so great didn't she did that was that with uh this american life i remember hearing her story about going around uh, oh i don't no i don't remember that specific story yeah i'm not sure either i I haven't watched the show because i don't have hulu Mm -hmm. and uh, i just spent my money apparently if you have spotify you get free hulu now though what yeah i have spotify yeah (gasps) hey you have hulu (laughs) okay that's amazing good to know but i just spent my money on uh cbs all access and i know we're wrapping up right here but i gotta say i spent the money because i wanted to watch the twilight zone oh yeah i haven't watched it yet it fucking sucked so that's what i've heard damn i was hoping it wasn't the case i couldn't believe how bad it was it was like and the worst part about it was is it was like i i had to i kind of forgot i was like oh so this is all just for the you know the people who are on the streaming service like this content is not a cbs show Mm -hmm. i mean so there's like swearing and stuff it starts off the first episode's about a comedian who like every time he mentions the name of someone on stage they disappear (laughs) so it's like you know about how comedians basically use the people in their lives and end up being alone because they use them for material and stuff but it's like so fucking ham-fisted and it's like and at one point, Kumail Nanjiani, who plays the comedian, is like talking to his girlfriend, and his girlfriend's like, "Listen, you've been doing this for so long. You've been doing this for five years. Oh, five. And and if it, if it hasn't gone anywhere, and I'm just like, five years. Yeah, and not yeah. only that, he's a shitty ass comedian who, for some reason, is passed at this club where he gets to do an early show and late show, apparently every night. And <laughs> and I'm just like, like." Did you not consult a single comedian? Yeah. It's so easy to write around this. Yeah. It's so easy. And, you could and throw a can and hit a comedian. Yeah, it's seriously, Especially literally, on set. literally, yeah, on set. Come on, I mean, yeah. Kumail is a comedian. Yeah, yeah, Kumail should know the timeline right, of right. like a comedian success, uh, quote yeah. unquote, uh, and like, and should know that if he's a shitty comedian, there's no way he's working clubs. Right. I mean, it's just like, uh, 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 I mean, uh, anyways, yeah, that, that's one but, of the things. Anytime they do comedy, where it's like, I would love to fucking be in this position yeah you know, like god, god damn it yeah, give me that shit. yeah exactly this is bad for you yeah exactly like his sob story is him being like you know doing badly at a club and i'm like but he's working this club every night he'll get good <laughs> yeah he's got the stage time in front of a real crowd so annoying and not only that but fucking like cbs because it's cbs all access and it's their streaming platform and whatnot they were they were you know they were using swears but it was like one of those things where i was just like 
God, they are really going overboard with it. They're trying so hard to be a fucking prestige TV show mm-hmm. that they're just like... Oh, yeah, like, I hate try-hard prestige TV. That, it the was worst. the most... That's why I couldn't finish uh, True Detective this season. It was oh, like, yeah. this shit is too long and I don't yeah. care anymore. But, but it, 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 like, this is just... It's so fucking try-hard. Like, yeah. they they were just they were just going wild with the fact that they could say fucking shit <laughs> yeah. and vagina. Ooh, and, the yeah. V word. Yeah, it was like, it's so fucking V-bombs. bad. And, like, I'm immediately going to cancel. Okay, we got a new uh, batch of texts from Brett. Okay. Because um, me, him, and Brendan were talking about Jack Dorsey uh-huh. and all the dumb shit he does. Sure. Because he's, like, he's the, the, CEO, the of CEO of Twitter, Twitter. And he's, like, the king of tech CEOs doing dumb fads. Like, he's right. into fasting and fucking, uh, I don't know, takes, like, cold showers every morning and all, all the, like, sleep four hours a night kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Brett, his giant pile of cash has a voice like Johnny Knoxville. I won't uh, Johnny Knoxville. I won't stop cajoling him into dumb stunts. <laughs> I'm six billion dollars, and this is Jack only eats raw chicken breast for mind focus. <laughs> Just trailing on and on top of an enormous half pipe in a bathtub on roller skates. It's important to be present inside the concept of thinking. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Dorsey, and here's what I know. Every day I wake up, slam a three-quart shake made out of scalding coconut oil, and get kicked in the dick by my custom dick-kicking contraption <laughs> until I can see God riding his bike. <laughs> He's a girl, you know. God. Sick calves. Tattoo that just says blastin'. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I gotta go jump into this swimming pool of scorpions. Check your lates. Wow. Ah, yeah. uh, Brett. So that's what you guys dude. are missing out. Yeah. Well... I think that's a show. What do you think? Then again, you're not missing out because he really only exists to us in text form. Also. That's true. Does that's he true. exist at all? No. I mean, sometimes we uh, play, you know, fucking Fortnite and, mm-hmm. uh, and he exists. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bill. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. Now, you guys uh, want to eat some chicken? I would like to have some of your chicken. Yeah, you can um, have some. I just baked it. I would like to eat Raked it. Raked it. And then, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you've got the the hard times, but also you have a new podcast that just came out. Yeah, the hard times podcast where we talk with, uh, strangely enough, a lot of people that shouldn't be talking to us. Yeah, uh, you know, like uh, we had Fred Armisen last week, nice. uh, Lars Fredrickson of Rancid, nice Brian oh, Baker Lars. of Minor Threat. Yeah, Lars, if you want to listen to an episode of crazy stories, yeah, Lars Fredrickson has them. That guy is a fucking maniac in the best sort of way. Nice. Uh, so. Uh, little teaser 11 years old he's high on pcp and pops his friend's eyeball out no big deal jesus Um, christ so at 11 years old how did he get the pcp because he runs drugs for the hell's angels of course yeah duh Uh, everyone knows this but uh yeah so the hard times podcast comes out every thursday we got the hard times the website uh, on instagram and twitter and all that stuff so yeah follow along Yeah. yeah well thanks so much for coming on uh Frogcast at gmail.com. Please email us. We love your emails. Uh, thank you for the update. And uh, we hope to get another one soon when you tell him to go fuck himself. Uh, Patreon.com slash Frogcast. We've got a lot of great bonus episodes coming out. Uh, and already out. And already out. Uh, yeah, Hellboy coming at you this weekend. and uh, Or this week, depending on when we feel like recording it mm-hmm. uh and vince what is the google voice number 415-275-0030 and as noted you can always uh, record a voice memo on your phone and email it yeah at frotcast at gmail.com they're actually a lot higher quality they are a lot higher yeah quality. it's kind of amazing yeah. uh thanks so much for listening and until next time good night and good chins